Hello and welcome to the movie podcast after show of the Last of Us HBO series episode three. Oh, I give me just give me a couple minutes here, guys. I'm still kind of gathering myself. I, you know, just rewatched the episode pretty much along with everyone that's listening right now. And I'm very much so in my feels. I feel I feel broken on the inside right now. I feel a little emotional, but this episode this is this is how you do an episode about Bill, and we're definitely going to dive into it. Of course, my name is Shabazz. I am one of your hosts. Alongside me, I I was trying to think of what to call you guys, and you know what? I can't think of anything other than my best friends. I've got Daniel, Anthony, Daniel. How are you doing today? It's good. You know, you know, we could have been. You know, we're best friends. We could have also been citizens of Bill's Town. Um, it's a but we're stupid also, name. There's, there's not many citizens. There's not. There's also yeah. not many citizens there. Yeah. So you know what? You, you, you just got demoted from best friend to acquaintance so quickly. Well, we'll we'll be uh we'll be colleagues at this point. I think we're all just <laughs> colleagues at this point on the show. No, I'm gonna yeah, give it. A I'm kick. doing great. <laughs> I'm doing great. Thank you. Perfect. I'm glad to hear that. And Anthony, Anthony, how are you doing today? I'm doing amazing. I just finished watching the show. Here I'm. Here I am, being able to talk about it with you guys. Looking forward to seeing. You know what your your ideas were when with the the, the change up with Bill's story and and everything that we kind of experienced in this episode. So looking forward to talking about that. Absolutely, absolutely. Of course, you know the Last of Us series is based on the video game of the same name. You know, created by Neil Druckmann, and this show is also you know created by Craig Mazin, who's a phenomenal writer. And uh, this episode, I believe, is directed by Peter Orr, and it's it's a really this is going to be the episode that I think that people talk about the most you know when we're going to dive into everything about this episode in just a few minutes before we do a little bit of housekeeping of course this is the movie podcast we have a new episode out every single monday and we drop interviews interviews as well throughout the week you can catch them on apple podcast spotify or wherever you get you, wherever you get your podcasts make sure to give us five stars leave us a review we love reading them out make sure you're following us at the movie podcast on instagram twitter tiktok letterbox and you can follow us as well all of that information is down below in the show notes if you're watching this on youtube hi hello this is what we look like we don't look infected we look really handsome i know we do leave us a comment let us know how handsome we look or how much you love the series and how much you loved daniel's clicker dance which has made a return this episode we didn't we didn't think he would come back but you know what i think now every episode is gonna need a clicker dance it's gonna be it's, that's my clicker dance every single episode segment? that's what we need definitely to clicker, have a segment <laughs> clicker the, the clicker dance segment it's like yeah, the intermission in the episode we just cut to daniel just doing a clicker dance yeah, and like, doo, 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 anthony doo. playing a flute or a recorder or something you know oh, okay. his own no, original man, composition draw more clickers towards us there's gonna be multiple daniels <laughs> on the screen dancing right now yeah <laughs> if we had the budget for that i'm sure we would be able to do that yeah, we'll do lots of effects. Maybe maybe for season two of the show, we'll do that. Maybe for season two, yes. And make yeah. sure you're subscribed to us as well, because when season two of the show does come out, you probably want to hear our voices again. You want to hear our breakdown again. And I don't blame you. We're pretty damn cool. So thank you for joining us. So. Daniel, you have some announcements, I believe. You want to read those out if you want to pull out your pamphlet or your scroll? Yeah, first and foremost, I do have some new dance moves that are on the agenda for the future episodes of The Clicker Dance. Check. We'll save that for... Yeah, we'll check that off. No need to talk about that anymore. Uh, but I do want to say we have some incredible episodes out for you to listen to and watch right now. Charity said that, you know, 
going into this show we want this is a show that we wanted to talk about every week um and we do have lots of episodes of the movie podcast if this is just how you're discovering us please go check out all the amazing stuff that we've done up till now we've had mary mccartney on the show we've had rupert grant m night Shyamalan, and we had the cast and a team behind the show shrinking including brett goldstein uh bill lawrence and more who we were able to talk to which is a brilliant new show on apple tv plus so go watch that and go watch all of our episodes relating to it and the cast of extraordinary on and you know what very soon we're going to have some ant-man and the wasp quantum mania stuff happening so make sure you tune in for all of that in early february and all of our sundance coverage that's kind of been sprinkled in throughout everything so there's lots to look forward to here on the movie podcast we're so happy that you're here with us so please go check out all the incredible stuff that we have going on here on youtube on instagram on twitter tiktok and letterbox wherever you're following us there is so much going on and we want you to look at all of it please that'd be great thank you that's all i got for you that's perfect thank you thank you so much for that um I'm I'm really I'm really excited to talk about this episode. I'm gonna I'm gonna get to your guys's first reactions kind of overall about this episode. But some of the things that I want to kind of touch on is obviously we're only gonna be talking about the spoilers of this episode. Nothing in the future. Obviously, um, we're us three are are gifted with the knowledge of the game, and if you are gifted with the knowledge of the game as well, please don't spoil anything in the comments. Let people kind of just enjoy the ride that they're on. And to be honest, if you haven't seen the rest of the series, you're going to be in for a surprise because this episode is a testament to how this show is trying to carve its own path. And what I loved about this episode so much, and what we all loved about it so much, is how it was able to take a segment of the game and keep the essence of that still alive. And we're, we're definitely going to dive, dive deeper into it, but you know, without kind of going into the, the nitty-gritty of it, Anthony, I, I'd love to know what you thought of this episode overall. Well, it, it starts off with, you know, the, the aftermath of losing Tess. And now Joel and Ellie have to become partners and deal with each other and get on with this mission. And the idea is, okay, let's find Bill and Frank and maybe I can give her to them and they'll do something with her. But, you know, there's the, the opening sequence where Ellie confronts Joel and says, you know, you, it's not a test didn't die because of me. You decided to do so. You had this battery pack that you needed to pick up. You made a choice. Do not blame me for Tess's death. And I think he acknowledges that there's a little head nod and there's a little bit of respect that goes with it as well. Cause he realizes that you know, he lost a love. Like um, Tess was a love to him. And it's a tragedy, but he has to. Re- he realizes it's not Ellie's fault. It wasn't her choice. He didn't. She didn't make anyone go and become her her, you know, guards to get her across. They had a they had a mission that they they had to do to accomplish that, that to get these batteries, and they chose it. So there's these little things like that that kind of just builds the rapport between the two. And um, as as they go through the city, they kind of end up at not the city, I guess the town, and they end up at one of uh, Joel's old, we'll say, stash houses. And that's where kind of like Ellie, we find that Ellie is in love with video games and she loves these fighting games. And we were introduced to Mortal Kombat 2, which is a little bit different than what the game is. I think in the game, they use like some angel knives or something, angel knives or claw knives or something like that. Um, But then we, we have this sequence while Joel is searching for his stash Ellie's kind of searching the building and she comes across 
a infected that's been trapped there. And this is the first time you really see it. And maybe this is the second time because the first time might have been after the right at the end of episode one. You see Ellie in a different light and you see her likeness to kill things. And this mm-hmm. is going to, this is a big, this is a little be- breadcrumb that's going to lead to a lot of things in the future. But there is this unempathetic view of what she's looking at. And she looks at it like, like almost like she was looking at um, like a subject, like almost like, you know, when you do like a science uh, I don't know experiment. If you, science experiment. I don't know if you've ever experienced that, like dissecting frogs and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, that's, that's what it looked like. It, it looked like, okay, I'm going to study you. I'm going to kind of understand what you are. And then she kills it without remorse. And she even in the beginning, I think it was episode two, she asked Joel, like, do you ever feel sorry or sad that you're killing something that was once a human? And it is this look in Ellie's eyes that she had like no empathy for what she was killing. Mm-hmm. And it's going to say, it, it, it says a lot about her character and it's going to say a lot about in the future where her character goes and how we, we kind of learn from her, her characteristics. But it's an interesting scene. Um, we are then sent to, we, we, we're then like put on this like journey as they walk through, I guess, the not the wilderness, but like they are in the wilderness these towns and they see a plane that's crashed and she's like oh my god it's so amazing to see like you guys used to fly on these things and (laughs) it's a little bit like awful to think like she's so happy that there's this plane but it's also like it's it's exploded and i'm guessing everyone on the plane probably perished that's also Um, our first image we got of the show you know when they said like like this that was the first thing we ever saw was that shot of them looking at that plane on the ground yeah it's it's interesting. Here's this person who hasn't experienced anything in this life other than the QZ. And now she's experiencing all these things and she sees this plane that's completely dust. She's like, that's mm-hmm. so amazing. They used to be able to fly in the sky. And Joel's looking at her like, yeah, well, you had to pay like $12 for a sandwich. And we all know that if you even get a sandwich these days in the planes, by the time that's they true. get to your spot in the, in the chair. That's, um, a, <laughs> that's a specific moment that Anthony had to had to had to live through when we were when we were dude, flying together. Yeah, no never, infected yeah. though on the plane. No infected on the plane. I, no I, infected, I, should, I, I wish I was no infected. sandwiches either. I wish I was. You infected. wish you were infected on the plane. I wish I was infected. Why? It was just a really because I would really eat, like I would shitty at least cold cut sandwich. Get a, I get a sandwich. I was so hungry that day. That's <laughs> that's another story. But um, yeah, so we we see that, and then there's this part where because I guess Joel has taken this route many times. She's he passes this ditch that we see that there are quite a bit of dead people skeletons a lot of bodies bodies clothing and he explains and this is where the series kind of like really dives into how tragic it is that the people that were even taken from these towns to be put in the qz maybe they couldn't all be put in there so they killed them they they just slaughtered them because they didn't want them to be infected so to spare these people being infected and maybe spreading the infection they just killed these humans and that's mm-hmm. where it cuts to like the uh, the story of bill and the sadness of this that that sequence or that cut is that you see a blanket and you see a mother's dress and then it cuts to the mother holding the baby 
inside the blanket. And I'm like, oh, this, this series is just another like level of awfulness in the sense that this is not, this is not a happy story. Nothing in this story and this world that we're experiencing ends in happiness. Cause like that, that's just awful to like, know. okay, this was a blanket of a child and this was a mother mother's dress. And like, they didn't make it from this point on. And it's just sad. It's just very, very, very tragic. But yeah, that's, that's like the opening couple of minutes of, of the show. And it leads to Bill's story. Yeah, in, in the game, you know, this this chapter of the game is called Bill's Town, and we start to kind of understand, like, okay, Ellie and Joel, they're going to meet this old friend of Joel and, and Tess's named Bill, who's a, a bit of a, an, an oddball in the sense that maybe he's not the most, he's not the best with people. He kind of keeps to himself. Yeah. And I feel like, um, you know, it's funny because obviously the game came out in 2013, and we are currently still in this pandemic, and there's a lot of, of parallels that we can kind of draw. We cut to, we cut to bill. We cut to the people being escorted onto the buses, like you mentioned, Anthony, and, and I guess the, the government agents coming around and kind of collecting people and saying, Hey, let's go. We're going to quarantine zones. And you just see bill. He's, he's in his little bunker downstairs in his basement. And, um, typical Nick Offerman, guns everywhere, guns yeah. everywhere, computer screens, looks like the, the end of mission impossible ghost protocol or something. And you just see, you know, Nick Offerman traditional. And I'm first of all, huge shout out to Nick Offerman. He is perfect casting for bill. I remember when we were all kind of discussing who we'd love to see as bill, we all said that. And I believe initially it was con O'Neill that was cast as bill. And then due to some scheduling conflicts, he had to drop out and uh, Nick Offerman took over. And I'm so glad that's the case because that is, that is exactly who I imagined for Bill. And we start to see, you know, this, we start to see like those don't tread on me posters. There's a lot of just a lot of stuff around here. You kind of start to get an idea of who Bill is. He's not a trusting person. He's, he's got a lot of guns, like you said, Daniel. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're introduced to the, how he escapes from being taken to the quarantine zone. He's kind of built his own little town here. He's, He's put up fences. He's collected all the things he needs. He's got the power running. He's got gas going on. It reminds me of like the uh, the epilogue spoilers for Red Dead Redemption 2, if anyone cares about Red Dead Redemption 2 spoilers. But when when you take over his John at the end of the game and you're like you're building up the yes. <laughs> building up the the house, it's just like the you, ranch. You just, it's like it's like that montage, you know, it's like that it's such a fun montage where it's like, oh, it's like it's it's uh, almost even too reminds me of Home Alone of Kevin like preparing everything. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like we're we're building our fence and we're building these things that people will get attacked on and then very i mean bill very much is like a kevin McAllister type character when it comes to his traps and everything, it might right? be kevin McAllister growing up you never know it could be right we don't know what happened post home alone 2 yeah to, kevin you know, bill McAllister, i believe was the name i think so <laughs> yeah so it's, it's it's funny i love that montage of him going like to the to the electric like to the like to, to the, the gas power and, and like power yeah and the gas and turning everything back on and putting fences around the He's town at home and, depot you, you know, and stops at the wine shop, brings a bottle home, and he has these giant cuts of meat, and it's like he's living large. Like, imagine if you had a whole town's worth of groceries. Like, you're almost set for life, at least, with uh, with the food that's there, if it doesn't spoil or if it's... You the know, most it, but hey. The most interesting thing about this is they were just recording Nick Offerman. He wasn't even in character at that point. He yeah, was, he was that's, just, Nick just, does that, that is just Nick Offerman. You know, he's out here building canoes in his, in it. That's um, what I love about <laughs> Nick Offerman. Though. He's always building something. He's a, such a woodsman. He's such a, 
he really is Ron Swanson, but like the kindest version of it possible. Um, but but Dan, I, I there's there's a there's a moment in in this part that we really want to touch on that starts, I guess, the real you know thesis of this episode here. This is really where this is what this episode is about. We're introduced to another character, and I'd love for you to kind of dive into that of of what happens here. You know, Bill's all alone. Something gets triggered on his home security or his, I guess, town security. And we're introduced to somebody else. And I'd love for you to go into that. So, you know, throughout the last couple episodes, we've heard references to this character called Bill, which we've now learned about. And there was Frank. And, you know, we see that Bill is about to have a nice meal. I think he's having uh, lamb. It was it lamb that he was eating. I think it was rabbit. Was it not? It could have been rabbit, yeah. Yeah, because they, they oh, pair... My Siri's going off now, too. Mine's going to be yeah, the next episode, yeah. then, I guess. Yeah, mine's, I think so. Like, Siri just loves wants to get in on the show. It's the fourth, yeah. fourth guest. Um, yeah, but, you know, we, we, you know, he's about to dive into his meal, and he notices that someone gets caught in his, you know, his little, I guess, manhole that he's, <laughs> that he's built on his land, right? And what is in there? Yeah, it's a man who was stuck in the hole. And we learned that, you know, this character is trying to get to the Boston quarantine zone. He's like, yep, I'm going to weirdly enough, Bill's there. He helps him out, gives him a ladder. And I think for Bill, Bill's at his happiest when he's alone. Right. So to have somebody else come and I think immediately he kind of recognizes something in this person that, you know, he could have been someone worse. He could have been hostile, but he was just like, listen, this is where I'm trying. This is what I'm trying to do. Um, And then, you know, he learns who this guy is, brings them up. <laughs> I love that some food, and I think. Oh, sorry, I love the opening moment of when you know Bill asks him, like, you know, do you have weapon on you? And there's a there's a pause, and yeah. he says no. And he's like, well, what took you so long? And he's like, well, well I yeah. was thinking of a lie, and I and I couldn't think of what. And you already at that yeah. point within those like ten seconds, you know who Frank is. You know what kind of person he is. Exactly right. The guards are kind of starting to come down, and Bill, I think, against his better judgment, decides, "Hey, you know what? Let me give this guy a meal. Let me send him on his way." Um, even though he doesn't want to, because like, yeah, then you're going to start telling one else, and everyone else is going to start coming over here to my way. But um, you know, they he decides, "Let me invite this guy into my house." They share a meal together. They share drinks together, um, and then they find this kinship with one another. I think, which is really beautiful. But also, we have this. Out of all of this, we don't know who this other character is yet. Us, audience watching, we're like, oh, this must be Frank. But I love that we don't, they don't introduce their names to one another until they both play at the piano, which I think is a really beautiful touch in this episode because mm-hmm. I think that moment of them singing at the piano was them really introducing who they really are, right? And it was introducing who they really are to one another. And I love that Frank kind of like, you know, obviously he's like, you know, like, you know, my name's Bill. My name's Frank. Like they introduce themselves there, and but I it, love that Frank. Kind it of was right after that went. kiss. It was right after that kiss. It was it was the kiss, right, where they introduced to each other. Um, and I love where uh, when uh, when Bill Nick Offerman sings it. So just like you feel the sorrow and the pain in his voice when he's singing it because he sings it a lot slower and more, just like a ballad. This painful, you know, like you feel the pain in it. And Frank asks, you know, like you know who's who was the girl, and Bill's like, there was no girl. Yeah. And he's like, I know. I just, you know, and, and Frank knew. And he, immediately there, they have this this relationship, this trust with one another. Um, and it really it really is a beautiful moment because, again, to compare it, to go to the game, again, not spoilers to what happens in this episode, but when we go to the game side, we don't get a lot about who Frank is. You know, we get a note. We see a, a, a person 
but we don't really know who they are as a person. So the fact that this episode really is a kind of a bottle episode in a lot of sense where it's like, let us tell you who these characters are, why they matter. Their, their, their goal is going to be the same, but we're going to really spend time with developing who they are. And I love their relationship with one another because it is so built out of loneliness and just sadness, but also just survival. And I think they really need each other. Absolutely. And, and, and Frank, you know, he's portrayed by the, the absolutely phenomenal Murray Bartlett, who we just recently yeah. saw in uh, Welcome to Chippendales. And Chippendales, he was in was The White Lotus season one as well. Uh, Murray Bartlett really has kind of come out of nowhere for me. I, I, I wasn't very familiar with his work and I kind of went through his IMDb and I'm like, wow, he's been in some very interesting things. But he has really recently had a had a rise of just amazing so shout out to, to murray's uh agent as well because clearly banger projects are showing up on his doorstep and each each ep, each show he's doing he's killing he's phenomenal in welcome to chippendales and he's phenomenal in yep. this show as well just absolutely killing it and daniel I, I love that you touched upon that that kinship because we don't necessarily know what you know how, who who bill really is here we don't know that he's gay or if he's not gay where he's going to be going and then you start to see it. You start to see that love. You start to see that connection that occurs and how someone who was so okay for the past few years, because we've kind of gone, I think about three or four years in to Bill kind of being on his own, you know, that I, I can't imagine what it would be like to be three or four years on your own. And then all of a sudden someone shows up at your door and it just happens to be the right person. You know, they, they fall in love. They, they start to... They start to build this this bond. They they start to build the town better than they could imagine. You know, Frank is a great um, polar opposite to 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 Bill, where he's a lot more caring, a lot more open, a lot more friendly. He's out there on the radio talking to people, and you know, I, I love that moment where he kind of walks out and he's like, you know, we're gonna have friends over, we're gonna do this, and Bill's like, we're not having anybody, we're not having friends over. He's like, well, I've been talking to this nice lady, and then in pure nick offerman fashion you figure, what, what? <laughs> yeah. yeah it was like a spongebob meme pretty much right yeah like, it was just what? that reaction and i love that and then it cuts to joel and the timing. sorry shay go um, ahead the um the timing the the years this is also the first time we're really starting to see the year shown off yes. in an episode because we're focusing on so many different time periods over the span of 20 years right we're right. getting 2003 we're getting 2008 we're getting 2013, and then we'll go to 2023. So it's really interesting to see the progression of this time mm-hmm. through this and how they age and you know what they're dealing with and how the town is and as you're about to introduce, so what kind of comes next from there. No, no, I, I, I appreciate that. And then we're, we're introduced to, obviously, Joel and, and Tess, kind of young Joel because he's, he's got no grays in his hair. He's just, that's, how, that's how they got to show it. And they're, they're hanging out, they're having dinner, and you immediately feel the animosity between Joel and Bill right there. There's that level of like, I don't trust you, uh, but for some reason, my partner here seems to trust you guys, so I'm just going to kind of go along. But he's got the gun on the table. They're having some great banter back and forth. They're eating. It, it feels so civilized, and I think that's kind of what is the juxtaposition to what we've been seeing so far. We're in this, it almost feels like a nuke town, like you know when you look back into the 50s, how there's just these houses, and everyone's just kind of living their white picket fence life. Um, exactly, yeah. And it, it, you're starting to figure out more and more of what 
Joel and Tess can bring. You know, Joel's like, hey, you know, that the wiring that you have set up on these fences, it's old. Let me get you some really strong cabling and maybe we can yeah. share some medicine back and forth. And and Bill's not Bill's not really all about that. You know, he's he's more like, no, I'm I'm good to to be the way I am. But Anthony, I, I love to I don't kinda, trust you. I don't trust you exactly. But Bill, I mean, not Bill. <laughs> Anthony, <laughs> Anthony, I guess you're kind of like our Bill. You know, you're very like, don't I live alone for the past twenty years by myself? I'm okay. <laughs> sure, if that's uh, if you want to give me Bill's uh, character, I'll take it. Yeah. What did well, you? So what did you think of, of this moment as well? You know, we're introduced to Frank. We're we're introduced to Bill. We're we're kind of seeing their love and grow and how it's different from the game. I, I'd love to kind of get your perspective on that. Yeah, it's so different compared to what we got from the game. This is this is such a a alternate version of Bill and Frank because we didn't get any Frank in the game. Um, but this is such a touching story, especially how it ends. And I think again, it speaks on the themes of this show, which is tragedy and love and loss. And that's what you know. The, there is this love that blooms out of these two characters spontaneously. You know, this guy falls in the di- his little hole, and then all of a sudden, he is part of his life. He's you know, helping him. His heart. He falls, yeah, and he, he helping him. You know, one of the best sequences was the strawberry scene, and I, I I'm like, man, I take for granted eating strawberries, but these guys haven't been able to, you know, eat the foods that they used to eat, and they grow these strawberries, yeah. and they they have the bite, and he's just giggling. He's so happy. Bill's Nick Offerman's like, giggle is the best, by yeah. the way. The when he bites yeah. in that strawberry. He's just it's so, I, and I, and like I think that, truthfully, right? I think I think Nick Offerman did such a good job of playing this character. Um I think he's, he's probably gonna win an award because it's just so both so. being nominated, different, absolutely. So different than what we've seen him do in the past. Um, but like it's just he plays on this demeanor of like I'm conspiracy theorist, but he's also like this he knows his wines and his foods and he's very delicate yeah. so there's this cultured this weird take of you never find these two types of people in the same person so i really really enjoyed their story and they they have like you know the raiders show up which is an important aspect of last of us because raiders are those people who are scavenging and trying to find things to use for themselves or take over and yeah. you know clearly and Joel warns him of that right Joel, exactly. Joel warns him like you know you're, it's not it's not affected you have to worry about it's it's people it's humans who are mm-hmm. going to start coming for what you have here right and, and Bill has an arrogance of being like I'll be yeah. fine right and you see the booby traps clearly like it's a massacre of of these raiders all around his town mm-hmm. um, and then it leads to you know Frank and uh, Bill in their end of days which I think I would say they, they, they got too old too quickly. Like I feel like Bill got really old in the 20 years. Like at the end, he was well, almost I like, I also think we also don't know how, you know, cause Bill also gets shot. Mm-hmm. Right. So we also don't know, I guess if he had any type of illness that came from it too. And yeah, but That's you're right. True. Yeah. They definitely get older, but if they, if there's some type of illness or sickness you're going through, you know, when people go through whatever Frank had, like it, I'm assuming I think it was he had some type ALS. of cancer. Yeah, it right? looked like, like it was ALS. Yeah, if you're ALS. if you're not if you're not being treated for that, that's going to aid you a lot, right? And right. they even really they even reference that body. when when they go for the run and they talk about the strawberries and you know Bill's just like you know 
I'm aging so much faster than you. And, and, and yeah, Frank's I'm, like, I'm sorry well, for getting older than you. I'm sorry for getting older than you. He's like, well, you know, that's a good problem to the kind of have, like, I, I want to get older with you. Um, yeah. But yeah, kind of, kind of going into this next part, we have the Raiders that come and a big firefight happens, you know, Bill gets shot and luckily they, they power through, they survive. And we don't even know how many times this happened because uh, while they are shocked and surprised this is occurring, it's not to the point where they're like, oh, this is the first time. This has probably happened. This is probably going to keep happening. We're seeing, right. you know. I love how Bill's like, yeah, the fence will take care of the rest of it. Yeah. And you just see, you just cut <laughs> yeah. to them and they're all burning. They're being barbecued. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, we, we kind of cut to, to the, the end parts of, of their story. And we start to see, and I, I kept, when I kept watching this episode, I'm like, okay, well, when are we going to get to that point of the game? Where where Joel and Ellie show up because I love the parts where Ellie and, and and Bill are talking and and joking around. Well, not joking around, I guess more so bickering back and forth. You know, they have a great right. chemistry. They have this 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 uh, this fighting that they kind of do. They they bicker and fight with each other, and and I love that. And I was so pleasantly surprised that we don't get that. We instead just get this story about Bill and Frank about people in this post-apocalyptic world trying to survive we see another side of everything we see the heart we see the humanity we see the beauty of people trying to live in the best way possible because all we've seen up until this point is just absolute death and destruction and while their story may have a sad ending to it if you really think about it it's a beautiful poetic end as frank says it's a romantic ending and what happens is as frank gets older he starts to get sick, and uh, as you mentioned, I think we could be looking at some sort of an ailment like ALS, and we get to this point of it's time to go. Um, Anthony, please jump on in. The song they use for their montage is it's, it just hits the heart because it showcases oh. the, I believe it's called On the Nature of Daylight. Yes, it's, yep. it's uh, also used in a lot of movies, and I remember yeah. I used to cry watching it's, it in Arrival. It's just so yeah. Matt sad. Richard, it's, it's used in a lot of shows and, and it movies. always makes yeah. me cry. It works it's so well so good. for, for oh. their story, and it's just like, you just look at it and you're just like, oh my gosh, fucking, they kill me, man. Just infect <laughs> yeah. me right now. Infect um, me, give me the bite of the get, knee. It, and they get married get me, and they, they, ha- they have that whole he frank tells bill he's like this is my last day and all i yeah. want to do is die in your arms and fucking bill's bawling his eyes out like like a grown man <sighs> crying like it felt real like that's what yep. mike offerman did such a good job with his character but it just felt real and he's ugh, it was tragic and again this is another episode of tragedy but there's also happiness built into it all these emotional things that are that the last of us brings out in us. Yeah. Um, but going out on your own terms. Yes. You know? And, and that's, that's the beauty. I think Bill says the best, like I've lived a long life. You were my purpose and I'm going to, I'm going to go out with you. And that's the way I want to kind of live my life to the end with you. And I think that's romantic and it's beautiful and it's sad. And, you know, there was that scene where Joel, you know, Ellie's reading the letter and Joel knows that they're in that room and the door's locked and they're just dead together. And it's, it's so tragic, so tragic. Um, but yeah, beautiful. I'm getting episode. like, I'm getting like yeah. overwhelmed thinking of it now. Cause there's, there, there's that <sighs> moment a, where it's, it's just, it's such a better story than what we got from the game. 
hundred percent. It is, and 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 that's the thing because when you think about it, at the end of the day, it's like okay, Bill is going to help Joel and Ellie on their adventure with what they need. It happens. Yes, they don't meet him in the show. Joel well, Ellie, Ellie doesn't, doesn't get yeah. to meet Ellie doesn't, or Joel and Ellie together don't get to meet Bill. But Frank is such a more fleshed out character. And again, spoilers for the game: Frank is just a dead body that you encounter, hung. right? He's and it hung. felt oh, he he hung himself, and it felt like a very incomplete moment or i think like in this time around maybe they were thinking you know what there's more that we could do with these characters right yeah they argue and they fight but let's really make them a loving pair and i love that we get to have that moment where you know frank is like yeah you know what you're gonna put the medicine in my wine and we see bill do that he stirs it up frank drinks it and bill also drinks his own cup of wine that didn't have pills in it and then uh, Frank kind of gives Bill this weird look, and then he realizes that there was already pills inside in the, wine. in the wine, enough to you know to kill a horse. That that Bill says, and Bill and Frank was, should be should be furious, but he also recognizes that it's a little romantic that they do want to go on their own terms. Oh my god! Um, and getting, it's such I'm a beautiful feels right now, right? It's such a beautiful moment, and the fact that they you know they go upstairs, lock the door. And, you know, that's the last we see in them, even at the end of the episode, you know, as Ellie reads the letter and she's kind of talking about how, like, you know, we weren't really friends, but you're the kind of the closest that I would have come to having a friend. And I love that the letter also is addressed to um, whoever finds this, but probably Joel, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, it's just like you see that Bill had that humor even after his, like, even as death is on his doorstep, he still had that kind of, this is who I'm always going to be type mentality. Um, and I love that we never cut to them in the room. It's just like no. there's that that harrowing shot of, you know, the perspective from their bedroom as it kind of pulls out of it. And we see Joel and Ellie kind of continuing on their adventure and the windows yeah, open. The windows open because they didn't want the house to smell. And it's it's really is a beautiful moment. And again, like like Anthony was saying, like we were saying last week on this, on this breakdown that there's so much loss. There's so much loss in the show, but there's also so much love. And I think that's what The Last of Us has always done so well, is balance those two. Um, and we're seeing that. And this is the episode that we've been dying to talk about the last few weeks. You know, even in our series review that we did, our spoiler-free series review, which you can listen to now from a few weeks ago. Um, this is one that I think we were really excited to talk about. And this is going to be the episode I think a lot of people look back and think of, yep, this is where the show turned into a masterpiece. And it really is. Absolutely. This, this episode is... It's one that's on my mind. It's it's a very tough episode to watch because without fail, it makes me cry. It it really just yep. it hits me emotionally. And again, we spend maybe about fifty minutes with these characters, and then under an hour with just these two characters, or just about an hour with these two characters, you you feel it all. I mean, the episode is about an hour and I think thirteen minutes, but some of that is still dedicated to Joel and Ellie. But the core story of, of Frank and Bill. Is just so powerful, and it's exactly how I'd want I'd want this episode to be. It, it's a it's something that I never thought about. I never thought that we could get something like this. I never thought that we could divert and change the rules of this game. But here we are. We're dealing with the same the same end goal that we got in, in the game, but done in a much much more beautiful way. And 
those I, divergent and crossing over pathways that we always talk about. Thought right? you were doing your, your new clicker dance. I wasn't sure. What that no, was. that's no the new clicker dance. We're saving for next week. Oh, next week segment time! Segment time! Do it! <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. I think you guys are we both just needed, infected. You know, we needed to break the emotional tension because it got pretty heavy here. It did get pretty heavy, but so. sometimes you need yeah. the heavy you to go the heavy. with the light. Because when you're in the darkness, look for the light. When the darkness bites. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I absolutely love this episode. I, I think this episode for me is is my favorite in the series so far. And I can't wait for us to talk more about it. Obviously, it's only episode three, but it is such a powerful episode. I think come awards time, this is going to be talked about a lot. And I think this is going to be a conversation for a very, very long time. Uh, Anthony, yeah. let's start off with you. What did you think overall of this episode? Loved it. Loved it. It was such a it's it's nice to see that they went a different route with these two characters and gave us this story and the story that we got is absolutely beautiful and it really it really connect like it really connected with me and i think you know both performances frank and and bill they just this bond that they create and you like you said dang within 50 minutes you're in love with these characters and then the sadness that you know, at the end, the end result, um, which is tragic, but it's also beautiful. And I really, really, I think this is my favorite episode so far of the, of the last three. Um, and then I'm not going to talk about any other ones, but, um, it's so well done. And this is, I would say the most complete episode because it's so bottled in yes. a sense, like it's, it's so on these two characters and it from beginning to end this is their story um so well done loved it thank you daniel what about yourself overall this episode what are your thoughts how, how did you feel about it what are your thoughts going forward you know like we said you know i think this is the episode where people are really going to look at the show as something special this is a masterpiece this is why you're going to fall in love with the show this sh- like episode three with bill and frank um, you know, we talked about in our original review that, you know, this is a faithful adaptation of the game, but it's also no expansion. And I think the show is at its best when it's taking these little liberties, not to change what we know, but to enhance it and to maybe go down the path that we didn't always expect, but it's the better road taken. And I think Neil Druckmann right now is in a really an amazing place where he could see where, you know what, we introduced some really great ideas, but as all artists do, nothing's ever done. You would always want to change something. You want to add something. You want to remove something. You want to change it a little bit. And I think now that you've had a hindsight of ten years of make of this game being in the in the world, you also have a lot of great ideas of where you could take these characters in unique ways where you're still faithful to what happens, but let's really give a lot more to them and give a lot more life to them. And I think this is what this episode does. Yes, it's heavy and it's sad but it gives so much more life to the characters that we love. Now, when I'm going back and play part one, I'm going to be thinking of Bill and Frank and knowing that they had these type of, you know, adventures in this relationship with one another. And yeah, the ending is a little bit different in the game than the show, but I think all of this extra storytelling is everything. And it's, it's just so beneficial and to the story itself. So I love it. It, it enhances, you know, when I go back and replay the game, it's going to enhance this moment. It's kind of how whenever you, you watch a movie, you have that novel novelization companion to it, which dives deeper into 
what the lore was or what these these characters did. That's what this episode was. It really is accompanying the beautiful elements of the game that we got and taking it a step further. I absolutely love this episode. I I know that this is going to be a favorite episode for a lot of people. It's going to do a lot of great things, and I'm so excited for what comes forward. You know, Bill's, Bill's house was a treasure trove of booby traps and, and guns and weapons. Um, and so there's a really quick moment that I wanted to touch on that made me laugh so much when the strawberry sequence happens and, and, and uh, Frank's like, you know, I just traded one of your guns for, for, this, for these seeds to Joel yeah. and Tess. <laughs> and Bill's like, wait, what, what, what gun? What, what are you talking about? Yeah. It's, it's just a great moment. I, I love their yeah. pairing. You know, Nick Offerman and Mario Bartlett were so good together. They had amazing chemistry and they made me cry so damn much. So I do hate them for yeah. that. I don't like to cry. Hate their guts. You know, I, yeah, hate, hate them guts. so much. <laughs> and obviously, you know, Neil Druckmann and Craig Mazin, the entire team director, Peter Hoare, a phenomenal job. This is, this episode is a short film on its own. It's a bottled episode, like you guys said, and it's so beautifully well done. I can't wait to see where they go forward now as they gain some more weapons, as they gain some more gear. How are they now going to be prepared to take this fight forward? Joel now knows that the responsibility is going to be lying on him to kind of continue this mission forward. How can we get Ellie to safety? Do we have to be introduced to his brother Tommy again where are we going to be going there's a lot of questions obviously we're excited we're looking forward to it and when episode 4 drops make sure you check back here because we're going to have our thoughts our breakdown on it of course and we can't wait to dive deeper into it again huge shout out to our friends over at Crave and HBO for providing us these episodes early so that we can get them to you on time once you're done the episode you can come right here listen to our thoughts listen to our breakdown Make sure you're following the movie podcast on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterboxd so that way you can stay up to date on all that is happening. We are loving this show. This show is fantastic. Please give it a listen. Give us a review as well. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you thought of the episode. How did it affect you? I'm sure there are a lot of people that will, will really relate to the love in this story, and I, and I can't wait to see that. Of course, this was, that was this time with the movie podcast, and we'll see you next. Time.